0: Welcome to Whipple's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host,
1: Gary Whipple.
0: The Green Bay Packers will play the Chicago Bears in both teams 2023, regular season opener, on Sunday afternoon in Chicago. And for the first time... And seemingly forever, the Packers won't be the favorite team. Greetings, I'm Gary Wolfel, and thanks for joining Rob Reichel and I for another riveting Packers podcast. Rob, how are you
1: doing? I'm great. How are you, my friend?
0: Yeah, good. You uh, you got your pregame jitters yet?
1: <laughs> i'm in uh i'm in year let's just say a lot gary i know i I've, I've i don't get the pregame jitters and butterflies anymore but i i will say this this sunday going to be a blast just right kicking off of kicking off a new era you know we saw 16 years of Favre against the bears you know we've seen 15 of rogers and and now the jordan love era begins and and what a terrific matchup. I mean, this is, this is why the NFL is so smart, right? Pair up. I mean, so many storylines coming out of this, you, you pair up the oldest rivals, you take a team like the Packers who have dominated the last 30 years. And you and I will get into this, you know, but the last three decades with, with Farvin and Rodgers, and now you turn the leaf to the next quarterback. And, and he starts off against Chicago, um, it's it, it's perfect. All the ownership talk from Aaron Rodgers owning these guys, he, he, even Brett Favre was terrific against these guys, and now can Jordan Love uh, continue on? You know, Gary, win or lose, it's a terrific story, and, that, and that's what we root for in this business, right? We want good stories, and no matter what happens on Sunday at Soldier Field, I think we're going to leave there with a really good story.
0: Yeah, this is a uh, really random question to uh, start out the podcast. And, and I, it wasn't on my itinerary here, but I, I just <laughs> thought of it. Who are your two favorite Bears, I mean, you know, over the years? Were there two Bears players, players that you really admired? You know, for instance, my my two are Gail Sayers and Dick Butkus, and that's going back in a time machine. But those guys were special. I mean, even even though – Packer fans hated him. They they had to respect him. I mean, you're talking about two Hall of Famers, but those are the two guys that come to my mind. Any guys off the off the top of your head that uh, made an impression with you?
1: Yeah, you know, um it is a random question, Gary. I'd expect nothing Thank you. <laughs> but that from you, first of all. So so kudos for in, in week one starting and you know, picking off right where you left off in in in, in past years. No, you know, I grew up watching Walter Payton. So, I mean, much like you probably with Sayers, right? And then, and then Buttkiss, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I mean, Pay- and Payton was the epitome. uh, and, and we certainly learned that. And I certainly learned that more and more as I got older, I guess, Gary, you know, not, not just a, a standout on the field, but off the field as well. You know, so obviously, you know, he, he's an easy one to pick. I liked watching or a ton, Gary. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I also love Devin Hester in the return game. I, I was a, I was a big as a kid, uh, a Miami Hurricane football fan. You know, and and Hester obviously coming out of there, and then, I mean, the, the guy's, he's a, he's a Hall of Fame kick returner and, and punt returner. He, cha- he changed the game in those areas. Um, so he, I mean, he was a blast to watch. The the, the gamesmanship that Urlacher had with Rodgers all those years. Gary was a ton of fun to watch. You know, Rogers screaming things at him like, "I know you're not coming," and and then he would come, and you know, and 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 he played that cat and mouse game. Um, he always seemed to have two, three huge plays against the Packers every single every single time those games uh, occurred. And no matter how much studying, you know, Rogers got the better of him a lot, obviously, Gary. But you know, there's always a couple times where Urlacher got the best of Green Bay and Rogers too. You know, you remember the 2010 NFC title game, for example, right? He's on his way to the end zone, and and then Rogers trips him up in what was was, was an enormous play in, in that football game and, and saved a touchdown, which could have changed things. You, uh, but probably those three, Gary, I gave you one more than you wanted, but I'd, I'd probably start with sweetness, maybe go Hester second, and then Urlacher third. Yeah,
0: did I ever say my uh, Brian Urlacher story?
1: <laughs> let's hear it there gramps
0: <laughs> this goes when did to play like 25 years ago it seems like it
1: earl no yeah. i bet he was in the league till 15 or 17 or something no no like
0: when, when he started out yeah
1: oh yeah 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 right yeah, i bet the he reason i in brought it, it up was 06
0: uh, yeah i don't know if you remember mark Bar- or no mark bartelstein but he's one of the more prominent nba agents And uh, he was relatively new to the business, based out of Chicago, and his uh, uh, agency, now he did NBA players, but NFL players. And we were on the phone one day, and he goes, yeah, I just signed this kid from New Mexico. And uh, he's a pretty good athlete. You know, I'm not sure how good he's going to be, but, you know, he's got a chance to be pretty good. (laughs) And, of course, it was Ryan
1: Urlacher. Turned out okay, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean, even even Bartlstein had no clue what was going to go on, you know, with this guy. But man,
1: what what? A well, if play. I remember right, Gary, I think it was a college safety, and then they moved him to linebacker. Yes, yeah, they,
0: that's precisely the case. So
1: yeah, you know, and I, and I did just glance here, two thousand <laughs> to two thousand twelve. So yeah, so we're boy, in the it does it does start yeah. to those those years start to blend together. That's you
0: know. Okay, old man.
1: <laughs> I tell you, I get in a room now, Gary, and I don't know what I'm doing there half the time. I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I wind up there to, you know, to get a hammer or to eat an orange. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Hey,
0: uh, you know, we we're at the outset of the podcast had uh, refers to the fact that Packers are underdogs against the Bears and they are indeed one point underdog as of Tuesday. But Rob, if I was a betting man, I'd be putting huge money on the Packers. Uh, I get it. The Bears are a better team. But it, I think everybody's forgotten just how bad the Bears were last season. I mean, the Bears were, what, 3-14. and 14. They lost their last six games, and they got smoked in all of them. They finished, I think, in the bottom five in offensively and defensively. Uh, so yeah, they, they may be a better team, but it's all relative uh, when you consider what an, an abysmal outfit they uh, they were a year
1: ago. You're saying they've improved. You're not saying they're a better team than Green Bay.
0: No, no, that that's why I'm right. saying I would put right. heavy money right. in the Packers. You know.
1: No, I, I, no, I, I, wow, huge money, Gary. I, huge I, money. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see the the receipt from this ticket you 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 get at Caesars um,
0: in, in, in our first podcast of the season in the last <laughs> podcast of the season
1: <laughs> hey I, i'm with you right they were three and 14 they were the worst team in the league they had the number one pick for a reason they were outscored i think by about 140 points gary uh you know which you play that out through the course of the year right that's eight nine points a game They they weren't good they were dead last and scoring off uh scoring defense uh but like you said bottom five and a ton of key offensive statistical categories I will say this though Gary I, I do think they are dramatically improved well you know does that mean three to six three you're to seven dramatically to well it doesn't take that much to be dramatic right Gary when you win three games if yeah, if they exactly. win six, they, yeah, if yeah. they win yeah. six they've doubled their win total right if they somehow go nine and eight they've tripled it and and I think that that you know it's fair to call that dramatic yeah I yeah. don't think you're, I don't you're, think they're right yep I don't <laughs> think they go five hundred Gary I think they're six and six and eleven seven and ten. When it's all done, something like that. But I mean, they, they really, you know, they 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 spent a ton of money in free agency. They they really beefed up both lines of scrimmage there, probably more than anything. And I think they'll be better. There. They also spent a ton on their linebackers. You know, they they, they signed TJ Edwards, the old badger, Tremaine Edwards, the Bill, um, who, who's who's a really good player. That they, they got a couple of defensive linemen up front. Demarcus Walker, a key guy that they picked up from, from Tennessee. They beefed up the offensive line. I mean, the key guy there is going to be Nate Davis, the right guard, you know, but they added Feeney too, the old jet but but Gary probably at least from a fan perspective the guy they they'll probably notice the most on Sunday is is the addition of DJ Moore the the wide receiver from Carolina mm-hmm. who came in that trade you know remember Chicago had the number 1 pick in the draft trade they didn't need a quarterback cuz they believe and I, and I think rightfully so they believe in Justin Fields and I do think he's going to turn out to be a really good football player now that he's got some people around him uh but DJ you know so they traded the number 1 pick instead of taking a quarterback Picked up DJ Moore and a whole bunch of draft capital uh in that transaction. And and I think, you know, Gary, you look at these guys right now, they're really good. They're really good and I think pretty deep at wide receiver. Fortunately for Green Bay, the strength of their of their defense might be in the secondary at corner. But you know, that they're gonna trot out their DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney, who now slides in to be a natural two. Chase Claypool, who's a really good three. I think the tight end is good and commit, I have reservations about the running back Herbert. He's okay. He's not David Montgomery. They, you know, they they added Foreman. Um, you know, in, in free agency, who's okay. But top to bottom, Gary, that offense should be much better. Fields is going to have a lot more options in the pass game than he did last year. He only threw for twenty two hundred yards last year, Gary. He had to run for over eleven 1, hundred he ran for about half of what he threw for, which is pretty remarkable for an NFL quarterback these days. Yeah, you don't see that absolutely. real often. You, you see most of these guys throwing for 4,000 and running for maybe 400 on a, on a, on a big year. You know, it's a 10 to one ratio. This was a two to one ratio, which is, which really is crazy, but uh, no, they're, they're much better, Gary. Does that make them a 500 team? Probably not Quite this year, they got a lot of draft picks coming though, still from that Carolina trade um, in, you know, in which they swapped out the first pick in the draft. I I think in a year or two, they've got a chance to be um, probably a playoff team. Again, it's just probably not going to happen this year. And, and we'll get into this a little bit, I'm sure Gary, but now it's up to Jordan Love to, to take the torch from, from Aaron Rodgers, who took it from Brett Favre and, and try to continue 30 years of, of winning football for the Green Bay Packers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to make a big deal of what are the keys to uh, Sunday's game. If you break it down, let's say just two of them, um, from my perspective, uh, the Bears, like you noted, have, have a pretty decent defense, uh, defensive pass rush. I think their defensive ends are pretty solid. I think their secondary is pretty solid. But if uh, Tom's going to start at right tackle, I assume, right? Yep, yep. I think if he holds up his end of the bargain and uh, keeps Mister Love clean, uh, I I think Love and the Packers are just going to run roughshod over this defense. I, uh, I, you you probably disagree, but I, I just don't see that team. It, and also, you you had mentioned about how they have added some you know pieces. I think that's going to take them some time to gel, and uh, I, I don't think they're ready, you know, for game one to gel. The other thing is obviously Justin Fields. I mean, if the Packers don't uh, let him turn into Michael Vick, I, I think that they're, they're, again, going to be in great shape. I mean, at some point in the game, Fields is going to break off a run. I mean, he, he's an exceptional, incredible athlete, and uh, he, he's going to break at least one, maybe two. But, you know, if they, they keep him in check for the most part, I, I think they'll be in fine uh, fine standing.
1: I'm with you, Gary. I, I think the key, of the the first key for Green Bay is is to limit fields in the run game, because I think the corners will hold up more than more than fine, Gary. I think that you know I I went through Chicago's wide receiver group and the depth there, and I and I think it is really good, you know. But but Fields can absolutely kill people, and you know in in the ground game, Gary. You know he he had 180 yards last year against the Dolphins. He had 150 against the Lions. The next time they played the Lions, he had 130. Um, Green Bay, relatively speaking, did, did a pretty good job keeping him in check, Gary. I'm trying to remember here. He had under a hundred yards against Green Bay in the two games combined. And I think his high was about 70 in a game in Chicago, uh, in early December, but that first game in Lambeau field, I remember they kept him to about 20 yards, Gary on the ground. Um, and then he had about 70 in that second game. Now he did break, break off that long touchdown run. You remember it was like a 55 yarder against Green Bay in, in that in that second game. But outside of that, Gary Green, he didn't hurt the Packers with his legs last year. And that has to be the key again, whether they spy him or not, whether... You know, that's with, what
0: I was going to ask you, Rob. Did they spy him last
1: year? Yeah, they'll spy him. and I, And I assume that's how they'll play him, Gary. You know, and, and and that and that seems to make sense because I I think they can devote the man there to do that to fields because I do think you know last year the Bears couldn't hurt you in the pass game really Gary because you know Claypool came mid season Mooney's not a legitimate one they they didn't have a lot there Komet had an okay year they just they just didn't have a ton in the pass game DJ Moore changes a lot of that DJ Moore is a legitimate number one Gary whether or not Alexander shadows him or not and then they and then they go from there we'll we'll find out come Sunday I'm. Sure the Packers aren't going to tip their hand on that prior to then. Um, you know, but my point with that, Gary, is because Chicago was so weak in the pass game last year, Green Bay could devote a Quay Walker, a Campbell, whoever it was, to kind of spy fields. And and I would assume Quay Walker maybe is the is the best guy for that job. Agreed. To try to take him away in terms of, of, of what he can do to you on the ground. And you know but it changes the dynamic a little bit Gary that that the bears will have the ability to throw the ball dramatically better this year they they should take a jump they're not going to be a great passing team but they should get to the middle of the league i would think Gary in in most of these passing categories and you know fields won't throw for 2200 yards this year i would assume that's up around 3000 3400 something like that um you know probably jumps a thousand yards in you know in, in the pass game and 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 if you're the bears Gary you want that right you, you don't want Justin Fields running for a 11, 12, 1400 yards in a season, you want him say five to 700 because you need him on the field. And every time he takes off, you know, you're kind of holding your breath. If you're a bears guy, you know, is he going to get up? Is he going to be back under center? So they're going to, you know, the, the natural evolution of any running quarterback like that, you saw it with Vic, Lamar Jackson. You, you don't want him to do as much damage down the road with their legs. You want him to develop, you know, with, with his arm. And he certainly got the ability to do that. So so that would be my first key, Gary. Keep keep fields in check a little bit. The second is, and I'm really interested how this is going to play out, Gary. Chicago last year was 31st in rush defense. Gave up 160 yards exactly. on the ground per game. Yep. I mean, just, just a ridiculously high number, right? 160 yards a game on the ground. And and I think it was around five yards per carry. So teams absolutely gassed Chicago. Now we've talked a little bit about they've invested in that defensive line. They think they're better. But the strength of Green Bay's offense, Gary, might wind up being the run game. I, I still insist it's going to. I think that offensive line has a chance to be top five in the league. I think they've got a pair of outstanding running backs. Um, well, I think they have... A pair of a uh, well above average running backs. Um, they've they've got a B plus and a B probably with Jones and then Dylan. Yeah. Um, you know, so they they've got a chance to be a really good rush offense. And and what better way to take care of a young quarterback, right? Than run the ball effectively and then go to play action stuff with with Watson and and Reed and Dubs and and some of those guys. You know, Gary, when Matt Lafleur was the offensive coordinator with the Rams in seventeen and then the Titans in eighteen. That was a pretty close to 50-50 split those years in those cities with run versus pass. And I think you'll see that from the 2023 Packers. Uh that you you haven't seen it from 2019 to 2022 uh, with Matt LaFleur, but that was because of Aaron Rodgers. I think love's ready, Gary, and 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 I think he's ready to have a big year, a solid year. But there's no better way to help out the young quarterback than to run the football. So I I think slowing fields down, first of all, and then being able to run the football to take a little bit of pressure and a little bit of heat off of of Jordan Love and his first start are kind of the big keys to me, Gary, in this football game.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with you. Um, You know, one of the big takeaways I, I had of the Packers preseason was the play of their offensive line. And, Rob, I'm on the same page with you. I think they got a chance to be exceptional. I I didn't feel that way going into preseason, but if they stay healthy and they can keep Bakhtiari at left tackle and not move guys around and let them get settled in, I think that offensive line is going to be dynamic, and uh, I think Sunday's going to be a good test to uh, see just how good they are.
1: Well, you hit the key point, right? get number 69 to Sunday each week. Can they do that? Right. That's, that's the challenge. Can you squeeze another year out of that 32 year old body and, and and have him playing even 75, 80, 85% of, of what he was in his heyday from about 16 to 20 when he was probably right there with Joe Thomas as the best left tackle in football. Obviously everybody knows the story. It's, it's been a struggle since he, since he tore the ACL at the end of the 2020 season, mm-hmm. but Gary, he, he was showing signs last year when, when he played. And, and again, he, he had a star crossed year again, um, you know, in, in, in terms of some bad luck with the appendectomy and uh, on top of the knee as well. But, you know, Bakhtiari played about 500 pass snaps from scrimmage last year, Gary, he didn't give up a sack. So when he did play, he played at a high level. And and the key for green Bay is going to just make sure. I mean, can they squeeze 14, 15, 16, even 17 games out of the guy? Um, They, they will, they will treat him with kid gloves all week. If he wants Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off from a practice setting, Gary, I I imagine he's going to wind up getting those three days off. I wouldn't expect him to practice more than one day a week. And and Green Bay has done that with older players through the course of time. And, and it's worked out really well. Chad Clifton comes to mind is, is the big one. They did that with for years at, at left tackle as his knees started to go, as he got a little bit older, they would give him most of the week off and say, you know, you know what you're doing, watch film, suck it up and go get him on Sunday. And, yeah. and he, and he usually did and he usually would. And I, and I think that, you know, I I think if Bakhtiari can do that, Gary, and, and again, let's, you know, he was an A plus left tackle for five years in the in the NFL. If he can be a B or a B plus. I'm with you. It's a great it's it has the potential to be a really, really good offensive line. Zach Tom, I believe Gary is their next really high level offensive lineman. Um, It was it was a no contest. It was a no brainer this summer as he pulled away and, you know, won that right tackle job. And he has the versatility to probably play anywhere on that offensive line uh, when it when it's all said and done. But I think he's the next elite player there. Elton Jenkins, once they took him from from right tackle last year, Gary, and kicked him over back to left guard where he's where he's most comfortable at. You're talking about a guy the last six, eight games of the year looked like the the pre ACL Elton Jenkins. You know, so if, if Bakhtiari is close, Gary, and, and Tom is as good at right tackle as I think he's gonna be, the other two guys are solid. I mean, they're not great players, they're not going to Pro Bowls, but you know, Myers and Runyon are are C plus B minus level NFL players at this point in time, running might even be a little better than that, Gary. And I think running will get paid when the year is over uh, by somebody in, in free agency, but, and, and then Gary, they are deep enough that they, they, they do, they do go eight, nine deep where it, they, they can, they can handle a, an injury here and there where a lot of teams can't, they're especially deep at tackle and no one in the league is deep at tackle. So they are fortunate there because if they do suffer an injury on the interior like we said tom has the versatility and flexibility to probably kick inside play one of the guard spots even even play center if myers goes down and and then they move on to the you know to Uh, and and, and insert one of those uh, tackles like a Walker or a Yash nijman or somebody like that. Mm So no, it's, it's, it's a really good group, Gary, it's deep. And um, it's, you know, if, if if we're ranking positional groups on the team, you could certainly make the case that green Bay's best positional group is on the offensive line.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely on an Island with with this uh, belief, but I think Myers not only is going to be a good center, I think he's going to be a very good center and, And, again, I wouldn't have said that going into preseason, but I think he made a lot of strides uh, in preseason, and I was really impressed how he progressed throughout the uh, course of those games. And if he can play at the high level that they expected, you know, he was, what, a second or third-round pick? I'm trying to remember.
1: Yeah, he was a two, Gary.
0: Yeah, he was a two. And, uh, I mean, he's he's a massive guy. And I'll tell you what, it, it's not easy for guys to come into the NFL and play center. I, you know, the average fan thinks, hey, how difficult is it? You snap the ball and, you know, move on. But, man, they they got to, you know, make reads on the line. they got to make sure they uh, snap the ball properly. And then, you know, they adjust to the physicality, of course. But I, I think this guy really has a chance. I, I think the light went on with him. And, uh, again, you know, we'll see. But uh, that, that's definitely my perspective.
1: Well, they, cer- they certainly hope you're right, Gary. He, he's, he's got the skill set to do it, right? I mean, he played against high level competition his whole college career at Ohio State. It, it, you know, so he, so he was extremely, uh, you know, productive and played at a high level coming through. He, like you said, he he's big, strong, physical. He, he's a really smart guy, Gary. He's fun to talk to. Um, Corey Lindsley was that way. Mike Flanagan was that way. A lot of these centers – I mean, you have to be to play that position. Absolutely. Scotty Wells, who played center there for a couple of years, was incredibly fun to talk to, really bright. I mean, uh, so Myers has it intellectually. Um, Gary, people have to remember, too, his rookie year he was beat up. I think he only played – I don't have it in front of me, six, seven games that year. Um, You know, so, so his rookie year was, was semi lost. Um, The last quarterback didn't love him. Gary, he gave him a lot of grief. He was in his ear a lot about a lot of different things. I think he's probably going to have a little bit better chemistry with the current quarterback. I, I think that will help. I think that will take a little bit of pressure off him. I know he felt a ton of pressure trying to keep Aaron Rodgers happy, uh, all those years, which isn't an easy thing to do. And um, I, I, I think he, you know, he can, he can probably exhale a little bit now from that perspective, playing with love who won't be, you know, up his tail quite as often, but um, you know, and then, and then Gary, the the, the Packer coaching staff did put them under the gun this summer. And, and they, you Mm -hmm. know, they declared a couple of these off. I mean, again, because they are deep and, and, and it it was, it was more than fair to ask a couple of these guys to go back and win their jobs this year, because green Bay probably does have seven guys that are capable of starting in the NFL right now. And some really high level backups at this point in time. I mean, Gary, it wouldn't shock me if, you know, let's just say all things go to hell in a handbasket. If if Green Bay is one and five and they move an offensive lineman at the trade deadline because they can get a third for him or something like that. I mean, they, they are really deep there. Um, I don't think the season's gonna head that way, but if it but if it does, trust me, Guda is gonna be fielding calls right and left for some of that offensive line talent. So mm-hmm. they put Myers under the, you know, under the, the the heat lamp this summer and said, go back and win your job. You know, not only you know, do you do you have to hold off, say, a, a Zach Tom? You know, they they gave Runyon a look at times at center. You know, they, they 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 threw a lot of combinations out there and 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 gave a lot of various people a look. No, Myers more than held up. Gary earned the job, won the job, and and we'll see if your prognostication comes true. I think he's got a chance to work himself into the top half of centers. Gary, I, I don't think the guy's a pro bowler, but we'll find out.
0: You know, that's that's one thing I like about uh, the current. Uh, Packers offense line coaching staff, they they like to move guys around. They they like to see versatility. And uh, I, I'm going to injure myself, but that's what Lombardi did and his staff. Guys <laughs> played multiple positions. Guy went down and the, another guy would step in and, and not skip a beat. And, uh, you, you know, you look at the current Packer roster. I mean, the only guy that doesn't really move around is Bakhtiari, right? I mean, right. He, they've never moved him, but I think everybody else, uh, for the mo- most part, has played at different positions. So
1: I, I really yeah, like they, that. they've kind of left Myers alone at center, Gary. It's yes. certainly his yes. best spot. But you're right. I mean, Jenkins has bounced all over that line. Tom can Runyon has showed the ability to play any of the three interior spots. You know, Yash Neishman is their swing tackle. I think Walker, who may get the first call, Gary, if if they need a left tackle, he's probably a left tackle only. Um, But he could probably play a little bit on the right side. You know, Royce Newman. Who might be you know their top interior backup, or certainly uh, one of them? I, it'd be interesting to see whether they went with him or Sean Ryan um, if, if if somebody got dinged or throw Tom in there. But those guys all have the ability, so no, you're you're, you're spot on. goodacons drafts them that way, Gary. Guys, he thinks are flexible, versatile, uh, who can bounce around that line, and then and then the coaches have developed them that way, so it. It 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 is a nice marriage from from that perspective with with the GM and the head coach they're they're on the same line there and and most of these guys they have picked because Gutikunst up until this year Gary in in the 2023 draft Kunst had gone wild with offensive linemen for a few years you know there there was a three year stretch there where he took three in a row yeah, um, yeah. I think it was 2021 20, and 22 maybe so he took nine in a three year window. I'd have to go and look at them all again, Gary. But two thirds of those guys have worked out about. So I mean he 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 did a nice job, and the coaches have done a nice job. There's there's some other positions where they you know it hasn't gone quite as well. Certainly, all these first rounders they keep taking on defense. You know, on the offensive line at least, Gary he he does seem to have the magic touch.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, Matt Lafleur recently said that uh, Rashawn Gary would be on a pitch count. And, and I get it. He's coming off, you know, major knee surgery. And, and you know, what, Rob, I, I question the Packers. I, I know they know what they're doing, but uh, knee injuries to me are just really, really tricky. And uh, But anyways, getting back to the pitch count, did he elaborate what the pitch count is, like he's going to play him for a series then pull him out, play him another series, or let him go the entire first quarter, entire first half? I mean, let's face it. I mean, he he is a huge piece to that defense.
1: Yeah, he didn't that dig. I think he, I I was there when he said that. I think it was last Thursday, maybe or something like that. You, you you gave me a good question now to ask this week, and 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 something to go chase and and find out, Gary. So thanks for Checks that. In the mail. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> it is no. What's an average football game? Well, you play about seventy snaps on offense. Let's yeah. call it. I, I would assume it. it Probably no more than 45, which is roughly two-thirds then, Gary. It might be half, which would be 35. How they play that out, my guess is how the football game is unfolding, right? I mean, I it's probably going to be one of those fluid-type deals. Um, mm-hmm. If they turn the ball over and the Bears start at the 30 of Green Bays, they're going to need them out there immediately. Maybe if maybe if they have a great punt and knock Chicago inside the 10, um, you, you, you can give them – five, six plays in a row off and, you know, and, 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 and hope that, um, you know, an, an Enigbari, a Lucas Van Ness, right. A Justin Hollins can help get the job done. And it, it, it'll be interesting, Gary. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, we'd be just speculating and guessing at this point in time, but they're doing the right thing, Gary. I mean, to me, I mean, Rashawn Gary is going to be in green Bay in a perfect world five years from now mm-hmm. and, and and wind up having a 10 year career as a Packer and, you know, maybe leave with 90 career sacks or something like that. The guys a ridiculously gifted football player. They're not just worried about September 10th, right? They're worried about yeah. November 15th and January 1st in 2025 with him. He's in a contract year. They're going to sign him into a big deal at some point in time. Um, their doctors are unbelievably conservative and cautious. We know that. There are several players I've talked to through the years, Gary, that thought they'd play on a Sunday and wound up not playing just because that's how the Packers roll. So they're not going to put him at any risk here early in, in, you know, week one in terms of overextending him and having him play 65 snaps or something. And then, and then have a David Bakhtiari kind of setback. I think everybody in the organization, Gary was haunted by everything that happened in that, in that Bakhtiari recovery because most knees there through the years have gone just fine, right? A guy tears his ACL. Nine months later, he's back, has an okay season, and the following year, he's really, really good again. That obviously was not the case with Bakhtiari. His was his was so brutal, uh, his recovery, you know, the four surgeries he had along the way. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody probably expected that, and, that, and that's the last thing they're going to want here with Gary. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, you, you saw Gary in the preseason in practices. He looks terrific. I mean, if, if somebody would have told me that guy had knee surgery, you know, whatever it was, nine months ago, yeah. I say, you're crazy because, I mean, he looked as athletic and quick and fast as any player on the field. So, uh, you know, if, again, if he stays healthy, that defense could be pretty darn good. Boy, we, we are giving the Packers a lot of flowers in this podcast, aren't we?
1: Well, they haven't played a game yet, right? Exactly. And we're already, I, <laughs>
0: we're already this, on the this uh... is
1: the time of year to do it because if they're two and five, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not getting as many roses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the other thing, too. I'm not going to judge as Packer defense. I, I, I get what everybody says, you know, you got to play through injuries. Every team has injuries, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't have a Rashawn Gary, who I think is what, one of the top 10 defenders in the NFL? Is that a fair assessment?
1: Top 10 defenders. you certainly, I would say, in the top five or six pass rushers.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'd go
1: there. Sure, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. De- defensive players, impact players. Yeah. And then you throw in Stokes and, it, and people go, well, Stokes is the ordinary de- defensive back, ordinary no, corner. No,
1: he's not. He's better than that.
0: Exactly. And that's my point, Rob. Until those guys are completely healthy, and what? Stokes will be coming back, what? Week five, maybe something like that. I, I don't
1: know. Uh, yeah, we don't know, right? I mean that, yeah. and that that that's when he's eligible to come back. But that that's a maybe, Gary. We that that list, Frank. That that that's a brutal injury for for a guy who relies on speed when it, when it's the foot, right? We we yeah. know. I mean, it, you you know how vital that that part of the body is. Eric Stokes' game is completely predicated on speed, exactly. And, and, and even a tenth of a second, Gary, which doesn't sound much uh like like much to the casual fan completely changes everything about his game and and if he loses much Gary if he loses anything in that speed department Stokes might not might not be the same player when he does get back on the field and and that's what they're praying for and crossing their fingers obviously in green bay
0: yeah so i, I guess the bottom line with me is that the packers don't have their number one defense available uh to them on a regular basis as of yet and Stokes is what a top 7 guy maybe on defense for the packers
1: one of their seven best defensive yeah. players yeah yeah that's probably fair i i would put him in the in that area yeah around somewhere between 6 and 9 yeah that's fair yeah
0: so i mean they they're missing major pieces you know and until i but see now, they're the... missing
1: one they're missing one piece gary
0: I, I think Stokes is really important
1: to that secondary because then you can move uh, Butler around. Right. What I'm what I'm saying is they're not missing Rashawn Gary. He will play.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. But not on a full time basis. Right. I mean, he's he's going to be on a pitch count, as Lafleur said.
1: But again, may, maybe his pitches wind up being 50 or 55. You know, you know, Lafleur's Le, not going to be Craig Council maybe and take this guy out after <laughs> 72 pitches in the in the NL in the NLDS against the Braves. Right. I mean, um it's you know i think lafleur's got a, a little bit bigger kahunas than 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 little Craigie council in milwaukee wow so, um yeah. yeah you're talking
0: you're talking to a uh craig council guy so <laughs> you know i i mean we we could spend an hour talking about his situation with the brewers and whether he's coming back or not but um
1: I, I don't dislike Council Gary. I dislike the whole concept of getting pitchers out after five and a third when they've thrown eighty-four pitches or when they've got eight, eight innings. In the w- Welcome 18.
0: to modern baseball. You know, I'm not,
1: not. I'm not going there. I I can't yeah. stand it.
0: No, so. I, I I totally agree with you as well. No, that that Packer game, I I think is going to be a nice uh, barometer for the Packers and the Bears. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a crushing. Uh, blow to either one of whoever loses you know the other game you know Kansas City and Detroit now that game to me could be really really uh informative because if if the Lions get crushed I don't think they're going to be as good as everybody projects them to be that that, that's my gut feeling so I'm really looking forward to that game
1: well, I'm looking forward to you, Gary. Right, it's the first time in 30 years they've played with any level of expectations. Right, in in Detroit, yeah, and, and you know that as well as as well as anybody. The world is different when everybody's picking you to win the division. When when it when when every casino in Vegas thinks you're the the new hot team, right? And 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 you think we're throwing flowers at the Packers in, in this podcast. I'm sure it's been nothing but roses and balloons in Detroit since, you know, since they finished last year, so hot and um, no, you're, you're, you're spot on. They, they haven't done anything in, in 2023. Um, I, I, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, but Hey, good luck, right. Going down to Kansas city in your opener yeah. and um, taking on the defending super bowl champs on a night where they get their rings and that, and that place is going absolutely bongo. So you're right. I mean, if they come home and they've lost 42 to 20, the world's a, the world's a whole lot different than, than, than it was uh, as we sit here and do this podcast on, you know, on, on, on Tuesday morning, but you know they they've got every reason to feel really good, right? I, I think they won eight to ten last year. Gary closing the closing the season after a a start where everybody thought, hey, they might turn over the coach again, right? Yeah. And, uh, and 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 they finished with a uh, you know a, a ton of momentum, kicked Green Bay around in a big game at the end of the season where the Packers could have gone to the playoffs. The the Lions absolutely, you know, at least record wise, um, you know, or playoff wise, had nothing to play for that night. In, in early January, where they came to Lambeau and beat the Packers 2016, and what wound up being Rogers' last game. So, yeah, it I I think that's as exciting and good as is any game on 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 the schedule this week, Gary. I think the Chicago Green Bay game though too is is as fascinating as it gets, uh, really for the league. Right? Um,
0: yeah, no question.
1: You know, we're, we're 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 talking about, and and I wrote this column this morning, Gary. You know, Favre went 22 and 10 against the Bears. Rodgers went twenty-five and five, which is absolutely incredible. That's an eight thirty-three winning percentage. You know, Favre was Favre was remarkable himself at at twenty-two and ten. He won sixty-nine percent of his games against these guys, and and Rodgers takes it up and wins eighty-three percent. and Gary, I was popping around that locker room last week, just kind of asking, you know, uh, and and taking that angle of a story, right? Aaron Rodgers owned these guys, or proclaimed to own these guys, and and you, you can certainly make the case he did. Now, who owns them, right? And and it was funny, Rasul Douglas said to me, "Man, eh, now now Jordan's going to own them. Just pass the torch. Torch yeah. went from Brett to Aaron, and now the torch goes from Aaron, um, you know, to Jordan. And it it and and watching Gary if uh, if love can take that torch and do what Favre and Rogers did here, the last three plus decades is is going to be absolutely wild. Cause you know, there was, there was a long stretch there under Mike Ditka where the bears owned the Packers and yeah. uh, Ditka just whipped the nonsense out of them throughout most of the eighties. And, and there was a stretch in there where six out of seven years, Gary, that the bears swept the series against the Packers. And then Favre showed up and everything was different. And Rogers showed up and, and he took it up a notch. So, everybody is you know you you know you're right in the middle there Gary you're right on the border there uh in terms of where you live yeah, yeah there, you know there, a lot of a lot of these young players don't fully grasp the magnitude of this rivalry because it doesn't maybe mean quite as much to them as it does the fan base but this is as big to me as it gets for for you know a group of fans in the country the Bears fans on one side the Packers on the other. City, you know, oldest rival cities only separated by a few hours. Like, like we talked about right there on the border where you are in that whole, uh, you know, Kenosha Racine area is, uh, you know, you you get families torn apart. It's, uh, you know, in terms of uh, viewing interest. So it's, it's going to, it's going to be a, it's going to be an epic Sunday, Gary. And I I can't wait to see what Jordan Love does now that, you know, it's his chance with this football team. And he starts against this particular opponent, to me to me, it's just it's great storylines everywhere and I, I I applaud the NFL for lining up this schedule.
0: Rob, the uh, first time the Packers get the ball, I am sending Christian Watson wide right, isolating him on the Bears left defense cornerback and throwing a bomb. Does that sound familiar?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing Gary. After how 2022 began, <laughs> the Bears will be ready for that play. But I, uh, I wonder if
0: they are. I, I, oh, of course I love they to are. See that sure. happen
1: you know. I. I mean, Gary, what better way to make a statement for love coming out of the shoot, right? Than he. Than he hits Watson up top for 75 yards.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it would be redemption of what happened last year up in Minneapolis when they could have scored a touchdown right off the bat, and, and Watson dropped a perfectly thrown pass from Rogers, but I think think that would be awesome. Awesome I think it would be
1: too, Gary. I don't think the odds of starting consecutive seasons with that play are real high, but I love the concept. I love the idea, (laughs) you know, and and we'll see if old Matty LaFleur feels the same way, right? All gas, no break, Matt. So we'll see. Can
0: can you imagine the emotional letdown if that occurred and the Bears going, Oh my God, you know, Rogers is gone. It's the same old Packers.
1: <laughs> you've got an entire city waiting to, to exactly run, right. You, exactly. You, you've got an entire Bears organization saying, "Great, Rogers is finally gone. It's it's, it's our turn against these guys, right?" Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if Love goes up top to Watson on 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 the first play of the game for a home run, boy oh boy. Um, I mean that. Now, that is- I'll say the same thing though, Gary. You know, if Green Bay also marches. 80 yards in 12 plays and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and, and, and that offensive line pop the bears in the mouth and they run for 65 yards on the drive yeah, yeah. against, against a soft defensive front. That also sets the tone for a, for a football game. And that, and that, you know, that to me is probably a better guess of how green Bay opens. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, yeah just trying to play with those really good running backs and that offensive line to, to make life easier for the quarterback, but your way, your way is certainly more fun.
0: <laughs> you know, not, not only would it be a uh, confidence jolt for for love but it'd be for watson i mean last year that that, that just had a nod at him the whole whole season you know that he dropped that pass and obviously he, he rebounded and he had a very good rookie season but again i thought i'd just throw that out there the other thing uh before we wrap it wrap up our uh talks on the bears your prediction
1: yeah, I think the torch gets passed. I'm with you, Gary. I I'd bet on Green Bay here. I'm going to say I hadn't thought of a score up till now, but I'll say 27-20 Green Bay.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going rob this is unbelievable. I had the Packers for 27 points as well. And I'm not convinced they're they're not going to score more than that. That they're they're going to come out with guns blazing. But yeah, I I'll go with the 27. I'll stick with you there. I'll say seventeen for the Bears. How's that? We're we're on the same page though.
1: Either way, we've got a Packer cover.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean the the spread as of Tuesday is one point, so I think they would definitely cover.
1: <laughs> so, so, really, all our listeners should probably go throw their money on the Bears, right, Gary?
0: Precisely. <laughs> Any final comments on the Bears? Otherwise, we're going to move on to uh, some crystal ball gazing here.
1: Oh, not, not, nothing huge I just I think love is more than ready for his chance for his opportunity showed it all summer and um you know I I think Green Bay is gonna have a lot in that playbook that he's going to be able to take advantage of a, a, against a defense that is going to be improved Gary but still is is soft in a lot of places I I've talked about this at length I I, th- I think the way the season starts is perfect for this young offense Chicago bad Atlanta bad New Orleans mediocre Detroit still to be proven Vegas bad, right? Yep. That's a really good way for Jordan Love in this offense to start the season. And I think you're going to see that. You might be right, Gary. They might go higher than 27, but I, I think you're going to see Jordan Love in this offense uh, maybe maybe click sooner than a lot of people think come Sunday afternoon.
0: Yeah. Okay, Rob, let's uh, do some crystal ball gazing and I'll throw you a question. And if you can have something succinct, Oh, boy. Uh, I, I, I know I'm asking for a lot. <laughs> but, but I know you're very capable of doing that. So the first one out of the shoot is, what kind of record do you think the Packers will have in the Jordan Love era? Per- era? In, in the in the very first season of the Jordan Love era.
1: I'm picking them to go 10-7, and 7, Gary, and win the North.
0: Okay. I'm saying 9-8 if Bakhtiari and... Gary are healthy for most of the year. That's the only caveat I throw at that.
1: ifs. Yes. Va- yeah, but you can't go ifs, Gary. If- okay, I, I, I'll say
0: I'll go with uh, nine and eight.
1: I just I, Gary, I think their schedule's easy enough, and I think the division is soft. I think ten wins wins the North this year.
0: Yeah, so we're we're one game apart. We're again we're on the same page. Uh, do you expect the Packers to, make it to the playoffs? You think you just said that you expect the Packers or think the Packers could win the North? Right,
1: I've got them one in the north, Gary. With with okay, I got
0: them as a wild card. I, I got the Vikings uh winning. A, not that I'm overly impressed with the Vikings, but they do have a ton of talent and offense. And uh, well, we'll see what happens there. Yep. Okay. Now for your uh, two teams in the NFC and AFC championships.
1: It's just it's so hard to go back, and, and I think Philly is really really good. Although they lost a ton on defense, Gary. I'm going to go San Fran over Dallas in a, in a classic early 1990s battle. Okay. And that that's my NFC title game. 49ers Cowboys.
0: Okay. AFC.
1: Oh, AFC. I I think it's Cincinnati's year. The chiefs are just so well coached and so smart and so deep and have the best player in the last maybe ever. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick Cincinnati. They'll host Kansas city this year. It won't be at arrowhead. And the, and Cincinnati will beat Kansas City.
0: Okay, I got uh, Kansas City, obviously in the AFC as one of the teams. Here you go, Robbie, sitting down. Oh boy, the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: A good pick. It's not a bad pick at all.
0: It's uh, I, 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 there, there's just a lot of things I like about him. Like starting with the head coach, I, I think he's an outstanding head coach. And, uh, they they played really well down the stretch. Uh, I think Pickett is more mature than most people think he is. And then in the uh, NFC, I have Philly, Philly, surprise, surprise, and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys, I, I, this is mind-boggling. They haven't been to the Super Bowl in almost three decades. <laughs> is that crazy?
1: And, Gary, I, I could be wrong. Because I'm not a cowboy historian, but I don't think they've been in a conference title game in that time either.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But uh, for being America's team, uh, they, they they certainly don't have a lot to show for it for the last, you know, <laughs> close to 30 years or whatever. So, anyways, that, that, that's those two. Uh, Super Bowl pick, you had who winning?
1: So I have Cincinnati over San Francisco in the Super Bowl. They've met twice before, right? 82, 89. This time the Bengals get revenge.
0: Yeah, and and I just am very reluctant to bet against Patrick Mahomes and and Andy Reid. and You you obviously know when the last time a team won back-to-back Super Bowls, right? I do. Okay. So, I mean, it's against all odds, I mean, for, for Casey to repeat, but I'm picking them to repeat beating those boys from Dallas. So, there you go.
1: I mean, if anybody's gonna be repeat, right? It's 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 Mahomes and, and Reed, right? I'm Right, exactly. I I mean Mahomes has been in the conference title game over there, what, five years in a row? I mean, it's it seems pretty safe money. You, you you take away his best wide receiver, you take away key pieces along the way. It doesn't matter. I mean, we're gonna be doing a podcast, Gary, in five or ten years, or if we are, we're we're gonna say who's the greatest quarterback ever, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. And it might be sooner than that. Um it's he he he's gonna vault himself into that Brady discussion sooner than later.
0: And and you know what if you're Tom Brady, you say it's Dan Marino or did Joe Montana said Montana said it. I'm sorry. Did you see that? No. The other day, Montana said Marino. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I'll tell you what, Rob, when Marino played in Green Bay, God, this is back in the day, uh, I was writing up with a colleague, and on the way back, I, I said to him, you know what? That's the best passing quarterback I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he just threw the ball so effortlessly, and yeah, I mean it was it, it was a, a thing of beauty. So, anywho, uh, let's real quick hits. Yeah, MVP.
1: I think it's the year of Joe Burrow. I think it's the year of the Bengals. It's uh, you know Burrow's TDs. Gary have jumped from thirteen to thirty four to thirty five. In his in his three years in the league, I, I know he missed most of the preseason uh, when and and was dinged up. I I whatever. I th- I think the guy still he'll be fine when everything gets going. And by week three, he'll be he'll be normal. Joe Burrow, he's thrown for about nine thousand yards, Gary, the last two years combined. Um, they're gonna they're close to getting over the hump and and winning a Super Bowl. Obviously, you saw him lose it two years in a, or two years ago to to the Rams. Lost that ridiculously close game last year to the Chiefs in the in the AFC title game um no one's got better weapons in the league Gary than Burrow um the, yep. the the around him uh from from the pass catchers to the running back to the to the beefed up offensive line everything should line up for for Joe Burrow to have a to have a great year through 35 touchdowns last year Gary I bet he's in the 40s this year and I've got him winning the MVP Is
0: see your uh, first pick in fantasy football
1: he actually was not. Okay. He was, he, he was not. Um, or with my my strategy there. I, but but I take Josh Allen as often as I can because to me he's the closest thing we've seen since since Brett Favre to getting to making sure he can get through all seventeen games because he's such a horse.
0: Absolutely. Rookie of the year. Well, I got Mahomes by the way. Shocking, right? Okay. <laughs> Rookie of the year. Elaborate. What's that?
1: <laughs> I said, Do you want to elaborate on Mahomes or? is, is <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. A, said.
0: yeah I don't know. I'd really have to dig hard to find something good to say about him. But uh, rookie of the year?
1: Oh, I hadn't prepared a rookie of the year. I didn't know. I didn't know that was that one was coming. Luke um,
0: Musgrave.
1: <laughs> yeah, it won't be Musgrave. You know, probably the safest pick is someone like Bijan Robinson in Atlanta, who's who's. Yes gonna be a workhorse for them and and they've got a chance I think I think he was picked seventh or eighth last year in the draft so that probably lines up to about five six seven wins they would have had last year they could win nine or ten games I you know and if they take a little bit of a jump Gary in that terrible division that they're in and and Robinson goes for 12 or 1400 yards you know he might win it one of those quarterbacks at the top has certainly has a really good chance right young or Stroud who 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 went one two and in the draft um those are so boring though i want to i want to think of somebody better i can give you just as uh just just as a as, as a surprise shocker wild card you know like a smith and a jigba or somebody and
0: yeah yeah that, that's okay you're going with robinson
1: right just for fun gary let, let I, i'm gonna give you jamar gibbs in detroit
0: okay good gonna be
1: the year i i mean they traded up and they traded their running back away to give him the football. So, so, so let's go with Jamar Gibbs.
0: Defense player of the year. I get Micah Parsons of the uh, Cowboys. I mean, that guy is a beast.
1: We have the same one.
0: Okay. And then lastly, coach of the
1: year. My coach of the year is Tomlin. I could vote for him every year, Um, but I, but I think this is the year and I'm with you. I, I, and they've got a great chance, I think, to really make some noise along the way and um in the in the postseason Gary I I could see them winning that division and Cincinnati then still being good enough to to find find its way to the Super Bowl yeah um, it's all said and done but I think Pittsburgh's going to win 12 13 games that division is a beast I mean Cincinnati's a, a top five team in football Pittsburgh I think is a top 10 Baltimore's a top 10 Cleveland's probably a top Fifteen. I mean, they're in the middle. You know what?
0: I think everybody's sleeping on the Browns, and rightfully so. But um, I have a sneaky su- suspicion they're going to be better than uh, a lot of people think.
1: going to be hard, though, Gary, right? You gotta, yes, you gotta,
0: exactly. You you there got is the a brutal division.
1: In your own division. Yes. Uh, you know, and the key for them, undoubtedly, is the Deshaun Watson we all saw last year was nothing like the Deshaun Watson we saw in Houston. Um right no he looked like he wasn't just off a year he looked like he was off for about a decade um but uh no so my coach of the year is Tomlin i think pittsburgh's going to win a heck of a lot of football games might even win that division and 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 i like your i like your pick of them to make a deep playoff run
0: as I noted at the outset of the uh, podcast, I am not a betting man. <laughs> so so as much as I like the Steelers, I'm not going to rush the Vegas to put money down on them, making the Super Bowl. But anyways, that's, that's my shot. Hey, Rob, my man, thanks for another stellar showing. Uh, safe travels to Chicago. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of good stories to tell me when you return.
1: <laughs> I have one or two, my friend.
0: There you go. So. Uh, it, it should be a fun, fun Sunday afternoon in Chicago. And uh, thanks to our listeners. Take care and all the best. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday
1: for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Wufle and WofflesPressBox.com.